Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, guess what? Before we get into it, you might have heard, I am drafted to the two Ramagpies as a part of the Carlton Draft. I'm going to be playing a game, dominating, kicking six, and then resetting at quarter time. For the first time in Carlton Draft history, one lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Erin Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good's that? If you want to enter this now to get her down to your football club, visit thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com. G'day guys and welcome back to the show. This week I caught up with one of the great men in footy, Tony Armstrong. Tony played 35 games for Adelaide, Sydney and Collingwood over his six-year career. Post-footy, he's absolutely smashing out an awesome career in the media. He was the first Indigenous person to call football on commercial radio. He's a TV presenter with the ABC and he also hosts his own footy show called Yokai Footy on NITV. He's dead set one of the funniest blokes you'll meet. He's got a story about everyone and everything. We bonded over the funny side of playing on the fringe. Tony actually takes a cake in being delisted three times. And as you can imagine, playing for three clubs, he provides us with plenty of content. We touch on it all. Growing up in Sydney, heading to boarding school, his first few years on an AFL list, being best mates with Hugo Weaving, pushing himself so hard in pre-season his stomach gives way. And most importantly, he opens up for what it's been like for him as an Indigenous man in today's current climate. It was incredibly eye-opening to listen to what he had to say and how he sees things going forward. Honestly, blessed to sit down with this guy. I love my chat with him, love him to death, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Also, guys, this episode was recorded in the new Dylan Friends studio. To watch the episode, head over to the YouTube page and subscribe so you can see it first. The link will be in the show notes. I'd love to. Welcome. Can we? Are we allowed? No, we, we can. No, well, we... Well, at the moment, no. But you thank can. you. <laughs> you can keep that, by the way. That's your gift. Far out. <laughs> to be honest, can I say something? That actually took a long time to do. Oh, look. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> and it says a note on the back as well. Number 50. Yeah. Note on the I back. I won't take the helmet, the helmet off. Uh, thanks for all of your love support. And I can't read the last bit, um, but I, I, I've got the love always. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Mate, it's, it's, uh, it's all love. It's thank been you. a massive journey for us because we, you know, we have been chatting for a while about this. And oh, I know. I've got to say, I've, I don't think there's been more exciting time for me to have you on the show. I'm a very elusive guest. <laughs> this is, I've got people, and those people have people. I'm very, I'm very sheltered. And. <laughs> For you as well, and for me, yes. First episode in the new stew. I mean, when you when you like, I've got a new studio. I was like, oh, cool, like it'll be sick. And then I come up to this, <laughs> and this is it's. I must admit, I <laughs> I didn't think it'd be this good. It's, it's, it's not. Sorry, as well, it's not the studio. It's the stew. Oh, sorry, the stew. <laughs> um, it's also got like you know that new smell. Well, it's like, new. It is pretty new. It's yeah, been but, painted. Yeah, but like you know, like you walk into someone and you go, "Yep, yep, yep." This is yeah. This is pretty. It's schmick. a level of professionalism which I've never had. So it sort of feels good to be here, and I didn't like. Oh, I feel out of place to be honest, mate. You fit it. You fit it very well. Um, Tony Armstrong, as I've said, welcome to the Dylan Friends podcast. It's an honour and a pleasure to have you on the show. Jeez, man, there's there's a lot to get through today, and we will just start. We'll just but actually, sorry, firstly, because it's a new stew. 
I, I messaged you today and I <laughs> said you. I said to you, out of the blue, because this is just an idea I have, I have ideas and I just run with it. And yeah. I said, what would be cool, because I made you the sign, is if we could get a guest to bring something. So yes. as you can see, the stew is very, very bland pretty, at the moment. There's nothing, it's very minimal. It's pretty sparse. It's minimalistic. Yeah. Sparse yeah. is good. Yeah, we're into, we're into our Danish design. Yeah. Yes, minimalistic <laughs> Danish style. But I said, if you could bring me a gift, that would be awesome. But I didn't want something, like, I didn't want you to spend money. I was sort of thinking, like, I was sort of thinking, and this is where I feel bad, because I've asked and you, you should, to bring me a gift. And you should. <laughs> so you like, asked I, me to bring a gift for you on your own show. So, oh, by the way, oh, as, no, but, as penance, uh, as... <laughs> You know, break bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, like, no. for you to be on this show, you have to give me something. No, no, <laughs> but I, the, what well, I was I thinking was more <laughs> like you'd bring me something stupid, something miscellaneous, something mm. like a, a bit of a nuance, maybe like an old parking ticket that had a story behind it, like a maybe something like a little coin you found or something that I can just put on the shelf somewhere and add. You've just been a good bloke and bought me a bottle of wine. Yeah, and I, I just and feel terrible. And it's not that one. <laughs> um, so, so I was I was already out for my day. <laughs> And then I get this bloody message. <laughs> yeah, mate, if you just... Because obviously it's a big deal that um, you come on my show <laughs> not. and um, you'll be growing your fan base for coming on my show. Um, I think you need to bring me a gift, which is how he worded it. Um, <laughs> I was like, shit, <laughs> I'm already out the door, brother. Far out, man. <laughs> Give me more than three and a half hours. So um, when I went in to buy that bottle of wine, which I thought we might share throughout the podcast, um, I saw this bottle of wine next that's to it. That's beautiful. Um, and it kind of looks like Popeye and that's, that's it really. No, so I, I that's the level of thought, um, that's gone into it. And I guess, am I the first guest who's paid <laughs> to be on the podcast? <laughs> Everyone else, this is how this is how much of a bottom feeder I am. I've paid to be on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just so I regret this so much, but I think it's like I just wish I explained it a little bit better. But I'm so happy with the gift. I honestly am because I'm a well, massive Dylan. Dylan, that's yours. Thank you so much. And no. just for everyone out there, it's a Shiraz. So it's I love bold. Shiraz. It's a bold Shiraz, and we are bold on this show. So we will definitely <laughs> drink that later. Um, and no, I do don't love, drink that. We'll drink this. We'll one. drink that. We'll, but this is going on. So I'm going to have some shelves over there and put it up there and display everything. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, now yeah. I've paid. Can we talk about me? No. Yeah. No, <laughs> seriously. Well done. I really do appreciate that. Um, very kind. Very kind. You've got your sign. So well done. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess cardboard wine. Sure. Tony, <laughs> um, we, as we said earlier, mate, so much to talk about. You've done it all, really. And we, so we met, um, I'm going to say in 2000. Camp. Sorry, outduction. Outduction. So the outduction camp, for everyone wondering, you used to work for the AFL Players Association. You want to explain? Yeah. So like basically, um, I guess, outduction camp um, probably makes sense in that you've likely been delisted. <laughs> um, well, that was where we found ourselves anyway. Um, twice, three yeah, times, twice. Three times, yeah. whatever. You know, <sighs> got to be good to get delisted three times. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I guess what normally, well, not what normally happens, um, previous to this first ever outduction camp, there's always an induction camp into mm. the AFL and the induction camps all around social media policy, mental health, um, fi uh, financial literacy, mm -hmm. um, all that kind of stuff as you go into your career. But the thing a lot of people, as you know, excuse me, don't really think about is what happens once you're done. Yes. And excuse me, it's um, 
that's the hops. Um, and it's and it's quite um, it's quite scary. Um, in that, you know, you spend your well, maybe not your whole life, but you spend your whole playing career focusing so narrowly on trying to be good, especially when you're. Excuse me. Uh, which one? <laughs> so that was the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, a. I probably should have showed you that. That's the red one. Yes. Okay. We'll cut that. Cool. Yeah. Oh, let's uh, let's uh, cut that. So, um, so uh, <laughs> um, we're gonna pick up from that bit, but I just burped before it. Um, <laughs> So um, the outduction camp is all about trying to help footballers realise that they actually have a lot of skill sets which transfer into the real world. And there never was one until mm. 2017. That was the first one? Yeah, 2017, 2016. I reckon it was 2016 to 17. Yes, yes, yes. So delisted off the back of 16 yeah. and then re-rookied, re-rookied into 17. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, that's, that's where we met. But yeah, it was a couple of... Idiots who hadn't... Well, sorry. I was an idiot. I wasn't no, sure if I you were an idiot. Um, definitely there. And and we were just like, like, shit. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? Like, I was working at the AFLPA at the time, but I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. Mm. But I was just doing it because it's where I was. Like, I cl- clearly had a passion for footy and a passion for people, but when I kind of projected 10 years ahead, it wasn't still working at the AFLPA. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of how we met and that's what the... Do you remember what we what we spoke about? We were speaking about media. <laughs> it's Literally. so weird, man. So weird, man. So weird. Like, you're a big star and I have to pay to come on your podcast <laughs> and... Oh, man, it's like... We've just had different, that's, different, different careers. That's not true. But <laughs> what we were saying was, I remember honestly just chatting with you and we were just sort of brainstorming and... I, I, I do speak about this a lot on the podcast. People probably get sick of it. But that time, I think... There's those defining moments in your life. And that was def- that month for me was like the most hectic, scariest time ever. Like, I just remember going to that camp being like, I've done, like, what the f- what have I fucking done the last six years of my life? Like, what like what have I done? I think, I think with that as well, like, now, um, not that I've made it or anything like that, but I'm, you know, confident in where I'm going. But when, like, like in that time, you're not gentle on yourself in that no. you're trying so hard when you're playing footy to make it in footy. Like, and everyone around you tells you, you know, every sacrifice you have to make is about making your football better. It's an, like, so everything else drowns out. So you, you, you kind of sacrifice a lot of personal um, growth to try to be good at footy. And then when you have a career like we did... Mm. Where electrifying, stunning, um, you know, traveled traveled Australia to play <laughs> footy at the highest level, <laughs> but like, like when you're in and out every week, it's really hard because yeah. so much of your week is stressed around. Am mm. I going to get picked? Yeah, and like you can't even enjoy a win because no. like straight after a win, you're like, Far out, did I play well enough? Yeah, like so. So then that manifests into your day to day, and then when you get to the end of it, you go, "Well, fuck me! I've just tipped, I've just tipped all those years of effort into that. Into that, I didn't get what I wanted out of it. Now I'm here with nothing. What the fuck am I gonna do? Yeah, it's scary. But I, I also <laughs> think as well on that, and I, I know you would agree with this because I think I would not change anything that happened in my career for like anything because I learned so like. 
those downs of like getting dropped and all this shit, like it just set you up for like the resilience of coming out of footy and like you can just adapt so much quicker and transfer so much quicker. Hundred percent. And um, I would I would not argue. I would say that because I didn't play through the three hundred and fifty games, win the eight brownlows that I thought I was going to. Stiff. Um, Stiff. Yeah, must have been. Don't think I recorded a vote. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have got Stiff. like fourth a few times or something. Yeah, but um definitely. but like if you had if you have that career you can't then go and carve a name doing something different in the yeah. public eye that's not sorry, not you can't, but it's so much harder because you're typecast. Yeah. It's like Daniel Craig, you look at him and he's and he's James Bond. You look mm. at Adam Goods and he's just Adam Goods the footballer. Mm. You look at those other and you know Yeah. Whereas because and I'll say this a lot, but and this is like assumed knowledge, but like because we didn't have the career that we probably wanted to, yes, it actually allows us to tr- kind of, I guess, be associated with what we're doing at the time now. So, yeah. f- for instance, you're you're now a media personality as opposed to being former footballer, whereas. If you had have played 250 games. Footballer, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, ex-footballer, current media commentator. I know. And that's something that I think towards the end of my career always played on me. Like, I hated being identified as a footballer because, like, I didn't want... My biggest thing, and, like, this is honestly one of the reasons I started the show, Yeah, was I was like, I know so many cool people, but no one gets to see them like I do. And I was like, well... You know, for example, what a great got, insight! Yeah. What a great insight! And I was like, well, like say I know Tony Armstrong, because he played shit on the weekend. You might think he's a terrible person. He's actually he's a shit bloke. He's a shocker. <laughs> he's a shocker. So a bad example. Yes, yeah, so, shocking. So, don't use me. Don't use me someone, as a good bloke. Someone else. <laughs> say someone else. Right? They say they're a terrible bloke. They go, oh, I hate that bloke. My mates would even say they go, fuck me. Phil Davis. Phil shocker. Davis, he's a shocking bloke. And I go, mate, you fucking don't know him from Boris. He's one of the he, best blokes you've ever met. So it's not that was that that label on things was something where I was like, well. Because I started the podcast, I was like, well, I got more judged on being a person than being a player. Because that's what I was going to say. Don't ever judge someone on their playing ability as what they are as a person. Because obviously, sometimes it's probably the opposite. Well, some of like the the most ruthless, competitive, um, playing to structure footballers are the biggest... Like, like us, uh, are loose as. Oh, okay. I was going to say flogs. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean yeah. <laughs> But you know, I know where you're going. Sorry, I know I was going on a different track with that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, that's okay. That's <laughs> Sorry. okay. That's okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about okay. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know, it, so like your perception of them would be, oh, nerd. Yeah. You know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But then, like, like stiff, they're a nerd. But then when you see them away from the footy club, they're in. Like, so Ed Kerno, for instance. Yes. Yes. He is. He does everything. Discipline tagger. Like, yeah, 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 and. The bloke's off his head in Crazy. the best way possible. Yes. Like, like, does all of his work, but then his interests, like, um, the things he does off-field. Like, he started renovating his own house without... Without any knowledge of even Without renovating. any... No, no building degree, just started knocking down a wall. Like, this is the kind of guy we're talking about, but then he, he, will, he will tag Jack Stephen out of a game. He's incredible. <laughs> and on Ed Kerno, I just remembered something, because when I was at Carlton, I remember one day, it was early in the career, and I was sort of like... As a young kid, you stick to the structure. You know, the, the number one thing was don't do anything outside the program. And because Ed's such a fitness freak, like freak. He's a beast, mate. On weekends in preseason, we were doing like 50K weeks or something. And then 
the club found out somehow by watching the news he was doing the city to surf or something like that. Like he was going and like doing these marathons on the weekends and then would go down to like the Lawn Peter pub and swim. And they're like, mate, what like the fuck are you doing? Mate, so so, there were, so he and I were drafted same year to Adelaide. Adelaide yeah. So he, he was a rookie there. I was on the senior list, similar careers, I suppose. Um, and he, there was one preseason session we did, uh, we were doing the, there's like the uni loop in Adelaide and then um, right near it. Right near it. There's <laughs> fucking hell, I'll get good at that soon. Um, uh, and then right near it is this golf course and there was like the the 13th hole and it was like 200 metres like that, right? Yep. Ed won. So, so like we kind of did like a three-quarter pace kind of time trial there and then it was like, hill runs for an hour and ed won them all mm. but on the last one he like just started spewing because he you know pushed himself to the absolute limit freak freak of nature and everyone's like schwerty stephen schwert who was the um the uh, head of strength and conditioning was like all right we'll leave ed here we'll all run back and so we leave it's like a 10 minute run we're like three minutes into the run we've left him there and then he just goes flying past it's just <laughs> like <laughs> He's just been spewing. We've left him. We're three minutes in the run and he just goes flying past everyone and just beats us back to the uni loop. Like, the bloke's insane. Insane, man. Insane. He's so good. He's the best. I just remembered something else. Ed Kernow used to just rib into me so much, just for multiple things. But, like, we had a very, very funny relationship in terms of – he nearly made me cry. But I remember there was this (laughs) one time, um, and this is – it's – I'm going to tell this story – I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. So we're at training and you know how like when you're like running and you're doing fitness like that. So say it's yeah. that story, right? And Ed's like smashed. Say we've got 10 reps of something. Yeah. He smashed nine of them. And in my first year, you know how. Oh, you sprinted on the last one? Last rep here. You're a fucking dog. I know. Mate. I'm a dog. <laughs> so but I'm the host t- of the podcast now. Um, this is now Tone and Friends. And um, Dylan Buckley's been sacked. So he's a fucking dog. Seriously, because <laughs> for the last, for the like, that was in my first you, year. You're, well, I'm not sure if you still are, but I'm not anymore. Quick, I was quick. Quick as but shit. like in saying that, I'm like I'm throwing myself under the bus here. Like, definitely could have gone harder from reps like yeah. seven, eight. Oh, no. But like, you know what I mean? The, oh, that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I knew I was doing that, and it was one of those ones where like, if you win it, you're out, sort of thing. Like, you don't have to like keep do the, going. The extra yeah, you don't have yeah. to do like the end. So I was like. Fuck me, I've really got to dig deep here. Anyway, <laughs> so like for the last, I know what right, I already. Know I, I'm ashamed for like of this, by the way, and it taught me this to never do this. But I reckon for like a good two years, he just called me last rep hero, last rep hero for two years. He goes, yeah, oh, the yeah. last rep hero, yeah. here he is. Uh, nice one, the last rep hero. And you know how he's like, like, like he's a bit odd in the way yeah. he talks. Oh, the last rep hero. And you're like, here he is. Yeah. Yeah. What serious? do I do? Am I getting sledged here? But um, mate, yeah. to be honest, I haven't even asked you a question that I've got down here yet. But I'm enjoying Who the free throws. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's go our heart. Well, it's your. Well, it's mine now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. Yeah. So, so Dylan, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to though. I actually do want to get to some things because okay. go on. It's an interesting story in terms of born in Sydney. Yes, but you like inner city Sydney, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So where? So because so, so, I used to live in Sydney, you know that. Pretty yeah, familiar. You were, yeah, you were huge in Sydney, so you keep telling us. That was the other part of the text. Yeah. It was like, can you bring something on? Because obviously I'm bigger than you and also <laughs> I'm from Sydney. Um, no, so I was... So 
most of the family's northern beaches, so between Manly and Narrabeen. Yeah, nice. Um, grandma's place is in Collaroy. Uh, but mum and I, um, well, mum didn't grow up out there, but I grew up out west. So, like, Cabramatta, Fairfield, Caramatta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so, like, west. That's scary. West, west, on the Bankstown line. So, okay, that's a lot. Because I was speaking to someone today and they said that you grew up in, like, Paddington. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Because no, I lived in I Paddington was born when in, I... I was born in Paddington. Okay, because the Royal yes, Women's, yes. which doesn't exist anymore. No, and there's no. a park there. That's where I proposed to my fiance at that park. If I kind of feel like I had something to do with that, you somehow. did. You <laughs> did. Um, anyway, back to Fairfield. So, funny thing about Fairfield was because we we're at the Giants. I was at the Giants. You weren't. Um, sorry. And <laughs> don't ever talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I went out to Fairfield one day, mate. That's scary out there. I'll be honest. Like, I was pretty petrified. Like it was. It's a lot. Like when you live in Sydney, you learn a lot about the gangs. There was a lot of games so, out so, in Fairfield, like shooting, like the, bi- yeah, the biking games. Yeah, yeah. So, bikey, bikey. So, yeah, bikey. So, <laughs> so, so, so Fairfield, that we never actually lived in Fairfield. I just said that because people know where that is. Yes. So we actually lived in Cabramatta. Cabra. Which used to have the nickname Stabramatta. Um, and there was a lot of triad gang activity there. Oh, yeah. And you know when you're like a kid and you don't really realise what's happening? Yeah. Uh, mum and I were walking home from the train station one day. Mum, mum's a teacher, mm-hmm. um, and she taught at the same school I went to. So that was a that was a fucking nightmare in terms of getting paid out. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, she gives me nothing. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we're walking home one day, and there's like all these unmarked police. Like, like I, I kind of remember remember it with a bit of dissonance. There's like all these unmarked police, like with guns and stuff and bulletproof vests. And like, mum and I need to walk through this to get home. I'm not walking along and then like you just hear a couple of bangs and then there's like some dude over on the ground. And I've like, I'm like seven. So I like go over to look. And mum's like, Tony, no, because she's like worried that this guy's going to see my face. But yeah, it was like police V triad oh, shootout. You're kidding. Really? <laughs> just in the street. So did someone get shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dude got shot. One of the police or the triad? No, no, the triad people. But like, you I don't even. You don't, when you're that, you just don't even like. This is this is the thing. Like, I don't remember being scared, scared yeah. or worried. I was like interested. I was like, oh, oh, big uh, bangs, you know. Okay. But yeah, so like, what a tough guy. Well, I'm. I mean, I, I, I've never been able to make plans on a Saturday night because I'm always going back with the flight. Yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> and I'm like, well, look, I can't, I can't commit to the Saturday night's plans because I might get knocked out, you know. I never had that trouble. Oh, mate. Front and center. No, it's, all, it's, always, it's always lose it in the sun. Yeah. Where is it? Turn around and crump. Nothing worse <laughs> than a turtleneck. And I don't even want to talk about that because I've already embarrassed myself once. So, um, what was then the transition? Because Assumption College... Mm. Is in Kilmore. Yeah. So, so how did that... Cause so, so there's a bit in between. So off the back of living out there, um, there's a whole... like So there's this army base in the west of Sydney called the Holsworthy Army Base. Mm-hmm. And... Join the army. Join the army. What's that Simpsons song? Ivan et Nioj? <laughs> uh, join the Navy. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we have to credit the Simpsons? Simpsons. Um, <laughs> anyway... Um, I always wanted to play rugby league, so I wanted to be I wanted to be a halfback, a five eighth. Billy um, Slater. No, he's a fullback. Okay. Um, 
But sure, um, we'll go with that. Um, the next one you're going to say is Cam Smith, and he's a hooker. Uh, um, okay. Um, but Mum was like, "No, you can't play that. You're too small. You're too you're too lithe." And I was like, um, um, but she goes, you can play footy because one of the teachers, her husband was in the army. They're from South Australia. So now I started playing footy at Liverpool Eagles. And that's very early days too for footy in Western Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like, this is 99, 99, 2000, uh, no, 99. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause that year I went and watched Plugger's 1300th at the SCG. Plugger. Yeah. He kicked nine that day on Mal Michael. Everyone forgets that. Plugger. Plug up, beast. Anyway, so mum wanted a sea change, so she moved to with me to a little town just out of Albury. And I got there in, in year six, and this town was called Brockles, well, still is, called Brock. <laughs> yeah, they changed it. It's now uh, Tony Armstrongville. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, 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 so this town's Brocklesby, home of Justin Kaczynski. Ah, Cos. Excuse me. Shout out. Yeah. Big cause, number two draft pick, rising star winner, same same draft as uh, Nick Revolt. Anyway, that's a that's why why am I saying that? Anyway, um, and then from there, I went to Assumption College, um, football factory. Yeah, yeah, the footy factory, um, as BT likes to call it. Um, they produce some better than others, I suppose. Um, Who was in your year? Did you have any there? Uh, like, well, no, you went to school with kids, obviously, but did any get picked up? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. So I was. I was the only one. These things happen. So, so the team sucked. Yeah, <laughs> no, like we were playing this Pegs team, Penley Essen and Grammar. Yes, Jackson Trengrove in the ruck, Trent Cochin, Adam Marrick. I don't know if you remember what I Adam do. Marrick's. I know Nick Marrick. Yeah, so, his brother. Yeah, so, so it was one of the best players I've ever seen. So Adam, as a junior footballer, he kicked ten as a sixteen-year-old in the TAC Cup on Dan Connors. Yes, who was all Australian that yeah. year. So yeah. like this kid was. Uh, so those three, and then Dylan Joyce, who won a Morris medal. Yes. Morris, Morris? Morris. 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 Um, I never had to worry about the neither. enunciation because I was never near it. And by the way, don't offend me like that because I also played in that competition. Did you really? Marcelin? I don't know. <laughs> we were honestly the worst team like you could probably ever, like you rocked up playing us and you knew it was, you'd have 40 and kick three. Well, that was like what it was like. Normally for us, playing you little city pricks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then from there, being the first only guy to be picked up from your team, mind you. Yeah. Adelaide. So, yeah. Yeah. So 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 finished footy. Sorry, finish, finished high school on the Friday. Got um, like had my media exam. Um, Saturday got so caught the train home. So over in New South Wales, then get drafted on the Saturday, move to Adelaide on the Sunday, start on the Monday. Crazy, man. Wild. It's, it's, people it's so don't wild. understand what it's Did you like. know you were going to move? No, no. Like, Did you know you were going to go like, were you a chance to move in? Well, you were always going to have to move because you were country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I had no idea. Like, I broke my arm three quarters of the way through the year and didn't get to play much TAC Cup. So you number one. I just would have probably shored up the top three position in the draft, I think. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Headlines out of this. Armstrong should have been number one, robbed of a 15-year career and wouldn't be doing podcasts where he has to pay. Wouldn't be the to pay to be on the But yeah, like, you know, like you just don't know. Like it's different 
um, it's different father son. Oh, yeah, it's 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 different when you're just a jet. Yeah, you know, you know, sort of where you're gonna go. You know, and I was lucky because I had that though. So the first time I knew, like I was already there, and it was like you know you're going here. But the second time, you know, I was literally had no idea I was getting picked up. I watched that rookie draft on fuck, like dial up fucking internet, oh, like oh, it yeah, fucking refreshed and sh- like it yeah. was like refresh, refresh, like five nine t- like names at a time popping up. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Saw like my name and I was like, I didn't even tell them this. I was like, We're moving to Sydney. I flew out that night. It's fuck and like and like the thing is, there's scant regard to. I'm right. There's. I actually didn't get you a glass. You can have this one. I'll get another if you want. No, no, no. You, I've already offended you enough. I've already offended you enough. Um, sorry. That's fucking bullshit by no, me, actually. Okay. I'm pretty pissed off. Um, I'll, le- I'll learn from that, learn mate. From Start, stops, keeps. Stop only getting your own glass. Um, fucking hell. So, I spent eight years in three clubs trying to get away from leading teams. Oh, they... <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that for a while. Um, uh, so... Adelaide. Yeah, so getting drafted. So... I'm a little bit older than you um, and we're in a – so I was in the New South Wales side of like Albury Wodonga of the Riverina mm. um, and this is back in 07 and they weren't televising the draft. They weren't doing anything like that. Like there was like not even – like we had we, – we actually had dial-up internet. So I was like <laughs> – yeah. People don't know that, man. Oh, what? man. That was like, bad. So fucked. So bad. Anyway, um, so I knew I know the drafts on, and we're listening to the radio, like the local, like whatever, Albury Gold FM or whatever it is, and they're giving like the every fifteen minute, sorry, after every round, the update. Mm. So you know, you go to bed the night before, you like can't sleep, you wake up the next day, you go, whoa, it's three a.m. You know, I'm keen as for this draft. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, can we just have the fucking draft? <laughs> um, excuse me. I keep it, but I'm, I'm giving up. On that. No, don't worry. About um, that. And and on they're getting these updates, and they're like Ben McAvoy picked pick nine to St Kilda, local boy from Talangata, and you're like, oh yeah, sick, no, it's Macca. sick big boy. He wasn't called big boy then; he was called Macca. Anyway, um, so like the draft keeps going, and then because you obviously get picked up in between the updates. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you don't hear it as it happens. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, like, out the back, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's done. Like, it's a rookie thing, whatever. And then, like, every single phone in, in the off. house goes off. And the first person I fucking answered to was one of my best mates from boarding school. He's like, mate, congrats. I'm like, what's happened? He's like, you've been picked up to, you know, the crows. I'm like, what? And then, like, I'm like, oh, mate, like, I've got another call coming through. Hang up. It's like, Neil Craig and he's like and he's like Tony um uh, you must be excited I'm like yeah mate my best mate just told me I've just been picked yeah. up to the cra-. so like he, he Craig he didn't even get to speak to yeah. me first he's like, <laughs> my best mate he's like and yeah but like mum's like fielding all the house yeah. phones she's like yeah 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 like, so exciting and then yeah and then they go oh by the way yeah we've got your flight booked already and then the next day I was I had schoolies booked going to the Gold Coast classy. And um, nothing better than Kavalev. And one of, and and another one of my best mates from boarding school. He's like so disconnected with football. So I'm at Tullamarine Airport, 
as well in a different part because I'm flying to Adelaide. And he's calling me on the phone being like, hey, man, like, where are you? Our flight's just about to board. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, actually, yeah, I've got a career now, I think. so. Um, We're not friends anymore. Yeah, See yeah, you, yeah. So also delete the number <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you get the chance because I can't talk to the likes of you. <laughs> yeah, so bye. Bye. You know, <laughs> I can't move on from something because my heart rate went up 100 beats. Go on. As soon as you said the word Neil Craig. Yeah, I mean, Craig, Craig, Craig is one of those guys. What did you, how, did, how was he for you? Like, I guess I've got to preface it by saying I've got a lot of respect for what he did. So do I, actually. Can I say that as well? Or is yeah, it too yeah, late? Yeah, no, no, no. It's, no, no, no. No, it's not too late. Um, but I think with him, like, he and I, we really struggled in that. I got there, you got to keep, I guess, context in mind. I've just come out of boarding school. I'm a fucking idiot. Mm. I'm an idiot who is only okay at footy, like like good enough to be drafted, but, you know, you, you walk in at the bottom. Yes. As everyone knows. Um, and, it, and, it, and it took me a while to mature. But off the back of that, like his mind, like, like, he just always perceived me as that 18-year-old yeah. kid as opposed to going, well, fuck, you know, accepting that there can be growth. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, you, it was... Coaches always say you don't have a... Like, I don't lock you into something, but... No, they do. They, like, they like do. That far. And everyone does. Like, that's, you know, you sort of... Yeah, no, no, everyone does because it's natural because what's that saying? I'm, you know, like, like, like first impressions last, mm. right? But then it's like, well, fuck me. Like, you might have got me on a bad day. You might have, you might have, and like, you'd be thinking this all the time with your fame. Like, <laughs> like when people come up to you and they want to talk to you, you're no, like, no far one, out. I've no got to be nice that. because what if they get Dill Buckley on a bad day and they tweet about it? No one does that. And well, you you just asked me to say about <laughs> no, the fame. Like, it's just here. I so, did um, not. Ask Dylan about fame. No, um, but yeah, no, Craigie, Craigie was, he was tough. Like I probably wasn't, I wasn't mature enough to be able to get him. Yeah. But then also I didn't really like, like, like for instance, sorry, this is what I wanted to talk about. When you were talking about the vision and the clips that he pulls out, right? Like coaches can build or break down perception amongst playing group off the back of the edits they choose. So for instance, I might see one of one of our best players dog it in a contest, but that doesn't get shown. Yeah. Oh, that was but then but then what ends up happening is they show they show you losing like a genuine 50-50 where the other guys obviously just better cuz mm. I sucked. Right, yeah, but I'm doing my best, yeah, and like I'm trying my hardest. Whereas you see someone, and then like like this happened to me. I raised this with someone at Collingwood. Oh wow! And they were like, "Yeah, but it does." And they were like, "No, but like you know, don't question them." They're like, "Oh no, we trust him." Yeah. So well, why yeah. the fuck do you trust that behavior yeah. when I'm there busting my like 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 that's obviously that guy's a gun. Yeah. I'm not questioning whether or not he's a gun, but why don't you show that edit? Yeah. Instead of showing the one where a guy's clearly trying yeah, and just got beaten. Yeah. And no, that's and that's how they paint the narrative. And it's not like a 
this isn't me sitting here going, I would have made it had it not been for that. This is me just going, it's it's so easy. Like it's the same as the media we consume, right? Like we all, like so many people read News Corp or Fairfax and all that kind of stuff and everyone's just, like everyone thinks the ABC is left-leaning whereas it's actually just the middle but it's just to the left of everything else. Yes. So everyone's perception is, oh, but whereas that's not the reality. Yes. And that's the same thing as the footy. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. And that could be like footy is a funny, but like footy's set you up for like it's life as well. Do you want a beer? Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, footy, yeah, it's it's sort of like that, I suppose, in terms of yeah. No, it's I don't even have anything more to say on that. To be honest, I think we've sort of covered it. Yeah, I don't think we need me to. to uh, go on, no, no, just sum it up in one sentence. It's footy is cool. <laughs> Now, how did how did because the tra- the transition from Adelaide to Sydney, Sydney. was a trade? Yes, yeah, yeah. Lewis, yeah. Tom Lewis. No. <sighs> Fuck me. Can we Google it? Do you have? No, it's imba- I don't like. No, no, no. I oh, know Lewis, Lewis Johnson. Johnson. Lewis Johnson. Yeah. Lewis Johnson, and he was a very good player too. Very straight kick. Oh, electric kick. I'm I'm pretty sure he's still playing his trade at um, Nord. Fantastic and now. best. Uh, Best to him. Best yes. Him. No. Um, yeah. So went up, went up to Sydney. Um, yeah. Had a, had a, had a pretty rough last year at the, cro- nice. <laughs> had a pretty rough last year at the Crows. What happened? Um, so I got, fuck, it was an absolute stinker. So in the off season of <clears throat> like 2010 into 11, I got done DUI. And Shouldn't then, do that. You're a fucking idiot, right? Um, that's why I Uber everywhere. Yeah. Anytime I'm thinking about having a drink. Yes. Because I'm just so scared, right? Um, and because it's just the wrong thing to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm scared of. I'm. I'm. I'm scared of hurting people. I know myself. You mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Just got to be clear, you know. Um. And. Uh. Didn't didn't deal with it well. Like fucking blew the bag big time. Was flying out to Europe with my best mate. Like a day later, it was just a shit show. Yeah. Like I'd 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 finished twenty ten playing sort of nine games or something. Was ready to take the next step, whatever. And even up till then, uh, Craig, he was the coach at the time, wasn't really big on me. Um, and then this happened. That's like the nail yeah, in the coffin. Yeah. And know. that's and that's that is probably fair enough, isn't it? Like when you do no, th- you, sorry, that isn't like no, you're no, allowed no, to no, have no. mistakes, but like yeah, you know, if that mistake was someone else, what would happen? Well, I guess what that did is that was just confirmation bias to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it like oh well, oh well, point. oh well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. You know, and and that's and that's fine. Like you're allowed to have that. Um, and then I had like the best. So, so anyway, off to Europe. Spoke was that, to Cra- was that fun? It was it was mint. <laughs> it was mint. so good. Um, and then yeah, spoke spoke to Craigie when I was in Copenhagen. It was a pretty terse conversation. Um, but yeah, like came back, trained the house down all preseason, um, and then did a syndesmosis. Oh. Missed a bunch of games, like. Came straight back, played some really good sample, 
wasn't get, like like playing unbelievable Samford wasn't getting picked. We as a in terms of the Crows couldn't 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 get a game. Well, sorry, not couldn't get a game. Couldn't win a game. Craigie like Craigie and the club parted ways, and Mark Bickley starts coaching. Because. And then I play the year out with Bix. Oh, nice. But as this was happening, the Swans were into me. Ah, uh, cool. And I grew up barracking for the Swans. And it was actually pretty funny. We went on our um, we went on our game day, you know, like the game day activation walk mm-hmm. that, that you do Love when, them. when you're interstate. You yes. might play a bit of soccer or whatever. Anyway, Horse Longmire had, had um, called me and – I just didn't like see I was so I was such a fucking idiot like I didn't really like I really respected what I was doing but I didn't respect things in the moment sometimes yeah and like things had happened and then I go oh god that was cool so like it's like horse didn't ring knowing I was he just wanted to chat about you know a trade yeah yeah and and so I'm just walking along and I'm just chatting to him and then after the call like, like this is game day and I'm like and then afterwards, I'm like, "Fuck! I sh- I, I, I should have just called him after." Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's that's not a great yeah. look. And like, there was there was nothing sinister from anyone. It was just me again. Yeah. Probably not respecting the situation at at the time. And anyway, we get fucking thumped. Um, and and like I thought for all for all intents and purposes. I was getting delisted by the Crows. Anyway, on the flight back, the GM um, came up to me and he's like, oh, by the way, we're going to offer you a contract. And I was like, oh, fuck, the ship say it. Well, I didn't say it to him. I was like, oh, so that's why I've got a manager who's earning like eight cents off me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, sick. Just talk to Peter Lenton. Uh, you know, Sonny's back on clearly in business class. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But like you know, like it's, and then and then got up got up to Sydney and I'm like fucking oath like grew up barracking for him. Yeah, Woodsy's still there. Got to wear the 19, which is which is Mickey O's Mickey number. O, I love Mickey O. Man. Oh man, fucking hell! Like, that would have been cool. Oh, the sickest thing ever. And yeah, like I I I don't get um nostalgic. Sorry, I don't get um you know in the feels about much, but like getting to play for the Swans was the fucking best. Yeah. It was the best. No, nah, it's it's definitely right. Like there's so many things in footy that people think you'd find special, but it's actually like the little things like that, that, you yeah. know, even just like going to a team where you grew up, I suppose. Like for yeah. me, it was even just like, yeah, like getting my first game at Giants was like, that was nearly the biggest thing ever. Like, tell me, so so obviously Carlton, father son, yeah, showed show glimpses, fucking almost like like almost broke through, almost. Um, then you go Red to dice. the yeah, fuck. I mean, it's a long line that one. Um, but then you get to the Giants. Um, tell me about like what that's like, knowing how good they are, and looking around you and seeing all these fucking guns, and then. Getting getting your football to a level in a competition that's not that good, yeah. Where they go, fuck, we're gonna bring him in. Like, well, it's more like, yeah, but it's, it's it's I've never really thought about it like that. But in terms of it, the the difference between debuting at Carlton and debuting at Giants was there was always like this never bothered me at all with the father son thing. But there's always a thing there, like 
His am father I just, played yeah, am I, yeah, no, like, is he just getting a game because of this sort of thing? His, his mum's the teacher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the exact same thing, so right? So I was like, fuck, when I went to the Giants, I was like, this is the youngest club in the AFL, and I'm a rookie. I'm on $3 a week. Like, fucking heaps, I'm literally man. paying my way to play at this club because hey, of, like... Well, some people, some of us pay to get on podcasts, all right? Yeah, and so don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> so don't feel bad about it. So don't... <laughs> Don't talk shit about that, okay? Because I paid to play. I've already, I've I played already tweeted Red it, mate. I played Red Joe. I've Giants. already fucking tweeted it, mate. It's going, it's going viral. <laughs> yeah, I paid Red Joe. <laughs> I, was, I was literally there and I was like, fuck, this actually just feels good because I was like, they don't have to pay, play me if they didn't want to. Like, I was just there to help out. They don't have to pay me either. Well, they didn't. <laughs> that wasn't that. They technically they had to, but they was very minimal. And um, it wasn't for the money. Let's just put it that way. No, but it, and, it was just and cool. That's the other thing. It never is. No, it, it wasn't, honestly. It wasn't. Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cotchin, Matty Lloyd, Lee Montagna. Some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Aaron Phillips, to play as a wildcard. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. But, um, Sydney. I want to talk about Sydney still because Sydney to me is very special. There's so many iconic places in Sydney. I know uh, you still get back there a lot yeah. because of you're from there and you've got friends up at the Swan still. Yeah. Um, give me your three, I probably should have worded you up about this, but give me like your three favourite things about Sydney. It could be like pubs, could be restaurants, could be like just a certain beach, could be a Sydney certain Sydney itself? Or, I want to say Eastern Sydney, just because it's probably what I'm familiar with, so I could relate oh, to it. But so if, you lived in the Triangle, you were, you were Paddo I was to, the Prince of Paddington. I'm sorry? The, what? I was the Prince of Paddington. Oh, sorry, sorry. I am the Prince of Paddington um, still. This is so confusing to me because uh, no one took the crown off me and uh, that's what I call myself. So, I don't know. I mean, this should we cut? So should we? Should we? Should we? <laughs> but you were from Cabramatta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I lived in Paddo. Yeah, and I was born there. Where were you born? Tell me. Sorry. I'm, I, I I'm got engaged bit, at the No, end. no, no. I'm, I'm a bit confused. Where, did, where were you born? I was actually born in Ballarat. But yeah. Oh, sick. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, oh, no. Well, I mean, Ballarat's cool, man. Like, I guess you know, it's it's close. Okay, let's to all right. Princes of Paddington, <laughs> Princes of Paddington. Talk well, me pa- through. No, no, no. Paddington royalty has Paddington a chat. Paddington royalty has a chat. Literally. Um, talk me through your institutions there because I have a couple. Okay, so I lived like. What street did you live on? Glen Street, Paddington, which was five meters away from the five ways. Oh, okay. So I was just down the hill on the left. I lived, yep. with, I lived with Tommy Walsh. Irish. Big Irish fella. Big boy. Best bloke ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I lived there. Oh, shit. So I hated, I hated the inner west scene. Sorry, mm. inner east. Yeah, same. But it, you don't know anyone, so it's cool. No. But you probably did. So so I used to, I used to go um, uh, to the Chippendale Hotel which is just the other side of Central Station. 
Um, it's a mate's pub, fucking sick. Um, I used to go there. I used to go to, um, it used to be called The Standard, which was in Oxford Square, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like just off Oxford Street and Crown. Yes. Um, and what else? Oh, and I'm not sure it was Jackie's, yeah, I think. Yeah, Jackie's is there. Yeah, that was, I think it's, you were probably at the peak stage of that. Oh, and so, so yeah. I saw Buddy Franklin there once. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I know, I know. He, uh, Do you know him? You know him. He brushed well. me once. You guys are friends? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty friends, cool. Friends, 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 probably, probably a stretch brothers. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we played international rules together. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he, um, he looked at me once. Which was yeah, sick. no, I actually touched him once. Um, <laughs> I, a couple of places I know you will love, but I've never spoken about this. So I've always wanted to. How good South Dowling sandwiches? Oh, unbelievable, man. And so underrated. It's, for anyone who doesn't... <clears throat> the the caramelised carrots? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, holy shit, man. They make these sandwiches and they're big too. And the best thing is they make it with pure venom. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a sandwich you'd make for someone you... Like, they just get it and just go, oh, like, you, you know, let's throw it on, like, real rough, just... Ugh. And, and like... What what were potatoes? So the way we're describing this probably sounds like some kind of you you know like 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 Amazon production line, but it's not. It's made nah. with like love, and yeah. you're talking but to rough. every yeah 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 yeah. But yeah. it's sort of like you it's go firm, in there. The but first it's time fair. you go in there too, you need you need in order like sort of know what you you need someone to word you up. No it's so super quick. You. It's so quick. <laughs> it's so quick. You literally they're like, what do you want? You're like, oh, yeah. well, uh, I don't know what he had. Yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah, cool. Eggplant lasagna coming right up. <laughs> Again, that's so that's one Paddington being Paddington royalty, someone that actually is royalty. And apparently, there's a funny story with Hugo Weaving. So, Hugo Weaving isn't I'm gonna get him up just on this. Is he an act, an actor? Yeah, he's King of the Elves, he's Agent Smith, he was in Priscilla Queen yeah, of the he, Desert. Yeah, so he's in, yeah, he incredible. was he was V in V for Vendetta. Yeah, yeah, so he's a Paddington man, like he's a very he lives there. He, so, He's the most. He's the most lovely man ever. So, um, surprise, 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 surprise. Hang on, should I should I get a photo of him up as well? Oh, do you have one with him? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, no, no. So, so this, so this photo of he and I comes much later in the piece. Actually, I'll bring it up because the story circles around. Um, so I'm having a chat with Jared Crouch, who is the twos coach, and obviously I was playing twos. Yes. Um, but also the develop, but also the develop, the development coach at the Swans. But also, let's not forget that Jared Crouch had the consecutive games record. I think it was something like two hundred and fifty six back to back games in the AFL Premiership player Swans life member. Like like this bloke is and was a gun. Yeah. And then you've got at at the time maybe twenty five game. Um, Firebrand Tony Armstrong, and we're at and we're at Sonoma, which used to be just down the yeah, hill on Sonoma on um, Glenmore Road, yep. um, just down the hill from the Royal, and um, we're there having like a chat because uh, again my form is just wanting, and he's like, oh, "Fuck, what can I do with this idiot?" And he takes me out for a coffee, so we have a coffee and a chalky croissant. And um, I was like, fuck skinnies, mate. What even are they? Um, I'm skinny fat. Still am. Um, scat. Yeah, I know. Scat. Um, anyway, I, uh, I'm i like, oh, sick, mate. Crouchy, thanks. Thanks so much. And we start walking out of 
out of Sonoma. And we like walk out, turn left. There's fucking Hugo weaving with his wife. And Hugo just goes, Tony Armstrong, Hugo weaving, big fan. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Don't ever introduce yourself to me. You are king of the elves. You're agents. I fucking, and I'm like, <laughs> great to meet you, mate. Yeah. And then so like, what? nothing said again. Yeah. Anyway, so like we get like five more meters and Crouchy goes, and what the fuck am I, mate? Chop fucking liver. Fucking premiership player, 250 games. <laughs> How like, do you know you? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I've got no idea. Loves a Neeful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big Neeful fan. Yeah, yeah. Big All right, in- imagine if I- He must love me. He's, he's, he he's, <laughs> he's big into Neeful halfbacks. Um, anyway, um, so, so I, I'd been dining out on this story yeah. for years. And then the Australian Dream premiere was... Uh, I think, fuck, was it last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was last year, midway through last year. Um, and at the premiere, of course, clearly, because yeah, I'm black, um, and played with Goody, and um, cruising around with a mate, and uh, so we're in our suits and whatever, and we're out the back after the after the show, and, you know, you're loading up on the free, on the, on the free booze, basically, because I'm, I'm, I'm skint. And... <laughs> and um, my mate goes, don't, don't, fuck, mate, that's fucking Hugo, Hugo fucking weaving. I'm like, I've had a skinful at this point. And I'm like, Hugo! And he just goes, Tony Armstrong! No. <laughs> like across the room. <laughs> and then we proceeded to have like five bottles of wine between us. I'll find this photo. It's got to be my favourites. Um, uh, so... So this is my friend. This is my mate and Hugo. That is so good. <laughs> and then this is Hugo and I in love. <laughs> there you go. Hugo. Yeah, Hugo. Look at Hugo. Oh, fucking hell. He is, he's a beautiful it's man. It's impressive. It's impressive. I haven't got anything like that, unfortunately. No, 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 no. show's about you. No, I, um, I saw Harry Kuhl once. Actually, fuck. Sorry. So... Um, you know how like whenever you whenever you go to New York, if you ever go to New York, people are like, Who did you see? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> my mates and I like we we're at the, the last morning of a twelve day New York trip. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting in this like like decrepit pizza joint in Little Italy. We're just, you know, like the dollar slice chili parmesan on top. And I'm like, oh my fucking god. Like like elbowing my mates. There's Scotty Cam. Scotty Cam's <laughs> walking past. We go all the oh, way around here from the block. We go halfway around the world. You, you go see Scotty Cam. Because, in New York. Oh, hey, well, we didn't like 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 we may not have seen anyone from Hollywood, but we did see Scotty Cam. <laughs> that is not good. Nah, no, it's no. pretty crook to be honest. Um. One thing again, living in Sydney as you did in Paddington is yeah. it's it's actually near the Cross City Tunnel. It is, it is, and the Cross City Tunnel is great for me, especially because I was going out west. And something about the Cross City Tunnel is, and people would realise not. I don't think people realise in Melbourne is how expensive the Cross City Tunnel is, and how expensive tolls are in Sydney in general. Now in Melbourne, you don't really use the tolls as much because they're sort of more outer suburb tolls. 
that you sort of I'm use. big into tolls. Yeah. So <laughs> is that is I, that where we're going? I know that you're big into tolls. Yeah. I know for a fact you're big into tolls. I know that you're fact you're big into just disregarding tolls. Can you talk us through what happened with that one? Yeah. So I th- I think a theme's come through that um, there was a big portion of my life where I wouldn't front up to things that I didn't like. And one of them was being told I couldn't drive on roads that I wanted to and had to pay for it. And <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. But I think I might have like chalked up sort of five and a half thousand dollars in unpaid tolls at one. And they point. double too. Like if you don't pay them, oh, it's like going. it's it, you know like if you want to if you want to put your money anywhere, just put them in tolls because. The exponential growth mm. that you'll get, you can chuck 10 bucks worth of tolls in there and that'll become a thousand. So it, it costs, I'm pretty sure it's it like 15 bucks. Yeah, it costs you, it costs me um, nearly $15 a day to get to training. So when you're paying Rego and $15. 15 bucks a day at, let's say, let's say you go to training. Four, four, say four times a week. Oh, five because you got the weekend as well. So yeah, so five times a week. So what's that? That's that? five. That's five sevenths of three hundred and fifty-six. So let's just say that's about three hundred. Three hundred and fifteen is three thousand. Three thousand. No, sorry, four thousand. Uh, four thousand five hundred, roughly. Wow, yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot it's of. Excessive. That's a lot of money just to get to work. So technically, you just did it well because you only had. I only paid the five hundred extra. And I got the stretch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's a two for one. Um, no, I fucking hell, mate. I was the worst. And like parking tickets as well. Like Hannah's, Hannah's is shocking. I'm going to dob him in. Um, Hannah's, Hannah's used to do sort of five grand a year in parking tickets because we used to park, like we had parking at Fox Studios, which is around the corner from the SCG. But, yes. you, but then you could also park out the front, but it was ticketed. Yes. And Hannah's had just parked there. Every day, Didn't get care. a ticket. Every day, it's excessive. So what happens when you're on apes? Yeah, you don't care. You Lose. don't. You yeah. don't give a fuck. <laughs> How much do you think? Because I remember this is actually we had a sheriff rock up to the club one day, and this is not legal. I don't know how they got away with this, but they basically because there were so many AFL clubs with players like that mm. that were owing money on tickets, right? Yeah. So they went to the club, and one day we got this message. They're like, "Can you five please come to?" Room X. Room X, yeah, and me. Yeah. And we were like, fuck, that's weird. It's a weird Oh, so bunch. you were one of them? I was one of them. Tell me know. about tell me about your I, dark finds past. I don't know what mine was. I think it must have been – it wasn't too bad. I was really bad with parking tickets as well. It, but was, the, it, was, the, it was the murder. It was yeah. murder, yeah. <laughs> but this player that will – it will he will rename yeah. Fuck Hannah's, mate. We'll yeah. get him out there. <laughs> $20,000. I reckon I know who it is. That's – but, like, the thing is as well – 20,000. So like on kind of, you know, tolls and parking tickets and all that kind of stuff, like the first person I think of when I hear that is Liam Jarrah. For reasons in that he's never had to think. You don't even think, you know, like you don't have a bipper. He's never had to think about paying for anything, let alone paying a parking fine, right? Mm. He gets to Melbourne and like English is a second language for him already. So already when people are saying your shit's in your pigeonhole, why are you late for meetings? We put in your pigeonhole. This is literally a quote. He goes, what's a pigeonhole? So like think about how far back Liam Jarrah is coming from, right? And then 
he was just getting on he was just getting on the distributor because it's the fastest way to get there because he just punches it into Google Maps, right? Yep. yep. You end up with like immediately because of a cultural barrier, and not saying that this other player was. Yeah. But like there's He actually wasn't. There's 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 a cultural barrier yeah. for so many guys who come down from from um Bush. Whereas like Liam like, like LJ puts himself financially behind as well as being, you know, um, from a language point of view behind, as oh. well as, you know, being from a family point of view behind, like, it's, yeah. I, I think mean, I don't think clubs realised how... That. Sorry that I bounced off that, but, like, that's... No, 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 100%. That's what that's, comes that's, to mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's really interesting because... And it's something that we, we definitely touch on. Um, and let's just touch on it now because it's, it's, it is the point, I think, like, Indigenous, um, the guys in that I've played with in, in mm-hmm. footy, and I think that... With what's going on at the moment, per se, yeah, and Black Lives Matter stuff, Black yeah. Lives Matter stuff. So we said earlier off air, I was like, I, I'm not a political guy. I don't, I don't really have um, political An affliction, agenda. Yeah, An affliction, yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But as I said to you, this Black Lives Matter isn't a political thing. No, it's a human thing. Hundred percent. So, and I saw a quote, and I'm going to fuck this up, but it was saying like, just the, say I'm paraphrasing. I'm and paraphrasing. Then, yeah, and, and it says, so, I hope you know this, but it says basically something like, a good person isn't someone that doesn't do something. It's... Yeah, no. Do you know so, where I'm going no, no, with that? No, so, so, so I think... I think <laughs> I'm trying to say... I think, I, think, I think the quote you're after, or this is what I think you're, the quote Please. you're after is, is it's like, um, like to, to, just be, um, to just be anti-racist isn't enough. It's, you've got to be actively, actively anti-racist. Yeah. Because like, if, you're just, if you're just like silently anti-racist it's just like well fuck like nothing's gonna happen yeah and that's like, it and this is it was I this quite? is actually not even it this is still not it but it, this fuck, one is like the necessary the the only necessary thing is for evil to go well is for good people to do nothing yeah that's not okay. it but i still like that yeah no but it's it's the exact same thing so yeah. so basically what it means is i'm a like like I consider myself a good person, but am I am I actively doing anything to change yeah, the thing? Because if you're not, maybe you're not helping. Well, if no, no. Well, if you're not, you're on this. You're on, you're this, on the contrary. You're on, yeah, you're on the other side mm. because you aren't stopping them. Exactly. So, like, so, so there's this great quote. Have you have you seen the film? Uh, I am not your Negro. I can't say I've seen that. Uh, so it's this film. Damon, have you seen that? Yeah, Damon. No. no. So, so, so it's this. It's this film. Um, about James Baldwin, he was um, he was a writer. He's a um, African American writer, sort yep. of born, I think, in the nineteen tens. Ninety nine percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so uh, it's it it's an amazing film. But yep. one of his quotes in that film, which really resonates with me being a black fella here, is um, he says, "To be a Negro in this country and to be somewhat conscious." is to be in a rage all the time. And that really resonates because, for instance, everyone here hopped hopped on. It's the wrong way, but... I know what you mean. No, no. So, so, so everyone, like, like, Black Lives Matter became sexy off the back of Hollywood jumping on board and then, and then everyone almost fucking sexualizing it, being like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big part of it. Yep. Like, like, I... I'm pro Black Lives Matter. Like I give a fuck, but then as soon as you go, yeah, well, it happens 
in every key statistic, in every key vertical, worse. Yes. Here in Australia, everyone just goes, oh, nah, but that, like, like it's good here. So fucking it's not. Mm. Like, like only, only the other day, um, uh, the government came out and said that we're going to celebrate our amazing, well, that this isn't what they said, but they said we're going to, uh, celebrate our amazing frontline workers uh, on Australia Day, which I call Invasion Day, right? Uh, yep. And what that is, that is clearly divisive because what they're doing is they're asking you to choose between the amazing people who have put themselves in harm's way through a fucking pandemic to, to look after other people. You're asking... Which like, you can't say no to because of it's... Of course like, not. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Um, over people who are marching and protesting okay. and, and um, I guess, uh, rebelling against the fact that we celebrate Australia Day um, on the day that, you know, I guess, the start of genocide happened. And so, so, so what, like, like, this is literally, like, the government is very cleverly just going, well, we're going to make you choose. And so, so like that's racism one hundred and one. Mm. Like it's, and like it just, and then they, it it just happens, like every every fucking day. Like Neville Jetta today copped, yeah, again another copped one. one. Yeah, yes. Like bit of, honestly, like I was I was at, I was at lunch before this, um, and I was sitting next. I was I was sitting with a friend of ours, Dan Warner, mm-hmm. for lunch, and on the table next to us, just some woman just talking to um, the dinner party or the lunch party. She was like, you know, black people, no, they just can't be trusted. And I was just like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, am I invisible? Yeah. And even if I wasn't here, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, but then you don't go and confront because then you just become the person. But like then instantly in that moment, you lose them. Yeah. So you're just like, fucking hell, like, it's a poison chalice, like yeah. to be to be conscious and know what is happening, and then having to check and moderate the way that you deliver how you feel. Like fucking hell, like you, you you're just so conflicted and tired and tired all the time. And the other thing, fuck, you've no, really you've really opened a can of worms here. Um, like everyone just got like for instance. I didn't grow up super strong culturally. I found that later on in life. Mm. But what happens is everyone just goes, hey, Dill, what's your take on this indigenous matter? And he's like, well, fuck me. It's like, like, well, fucking hell, man. Have you heard of Google? Yeah. Like, do your own fucking research. Do you know how traumatic it is for me to talk in a bipartisan bipartisan way about something that like legitimately causes me trauma? Yeah. And then- We've all got them. Everyone's got that mate who who just plays devil's advocate and they go, okay, you know, but like just playing devil's advocate here, what if, so no what ifs mm. because we're living in the, like that's living in the world of the hypothetical. This is actually what's happening. Stop being a, I nearly said yeah. um, the C word, but yeah. yeah, like. And I think that like, and it's so hard to for me because I'm not saying it's hard for me. I'm saying it's hard for me to, um, have an opinion because I don't know what it's like and I never will. Like I'll never understand 
what it's like for you. But yeah. like, I think that a lot of people have said it again on social media. I'll fuck this up, but it's like I don't, I don't know. I'll never understand, but I stand with you. And yeah, I, is and that that's a, that's all. Like, I think, I think, and again, see, this is the other thing. Like my 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 experience is so different to every other Indigenous person's experience. Mm. In that, when you think of Australia, think of a map of Europe and times it by ten. Like Belgium isn't going to be the same as um, isn't going to be the same as fucking I don't know Czechoslovakia isn't going to be the same as France isn't going to be the same as Spain mm. yet they're all part of Europe yes it's the same here um, in that I can't speak on behalf of all Aboriginal people but what I can do is talk to my experience and all we want is for white fellows to acknowledge that whilst whilst we might not th- like like I don't think you're racist Dylan yeah. but just by being white you're part of the problem it's the and it takes the ego like you have to take your ego out of it like it's the same way that just just by being a man yeah. I'm I'm part of I'm part of um I guess uh, the 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 gender problem you know, just just by being a man, regardless of how I feel or think, and I need to separate my ego from that and mm. and actively try to remedy it. And just and back to the quote you said before, just to just to be a good person and not do and not do anything. That's yeah. not enough. Yeah, you know, like it's it's just not. And I think that part what you said before, like about saying I'm. You didn't say I'm the problem. You're saying like the white person, right? I think that a lot of people go, "Hey, I'm white. I'm not. I'm not racist. Like exactly. that's this no. is fine. Like I'm fine with it. Like you know, this is it's not me, but, but like, but it's not thinking about you. It's thinking exactly. about exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's thinking about it from a collective point of view, yeah. right? And and like it or not, you you have like subtly and overtly benefited. From not being black, like, and the thing is that it's so hard for people to understand is like you said because you've got to not take that personally straight away. I go fucking you know in your head, but you've got to change that thing. No, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, then I'm oh actually no fuck. Wait. No, well like yeah. exactly like like for instance what we we're talking about earlier today, right? Like sorry, not what we were talking about earlier today. What we were talking about about what happened earlier today. Yes, like. If you're if you're a white person, you just sit there and go, "Oh, that's a bit off." But then I sit there and go, "I'm black." It's pretty fucked. It's pretty fucked. Yeah. She she clearly doesn't trust me. Yeah, she never will, and she said that like I'm invisible. And I'm wearing a sick leather jacket, and this fucking freak over here isn't acknowledging that like how sick the jacket is. Yeah, you know, like like it's and and. It's it's that kind of stuff. It's 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 the kind of shit where you know you get you get followed around a store. You get questioned where you've been. Like you're you're on a bike. People ask whose is it. You go it's yours. They go prove it. Like like it's like it's it's all of this stuff, right? It's like and again these are all mine. Like like my personal experiences, and there's fucking thousands of them. Like even a kid coming up to me when I was young, he was like, "Oh, you're the wrong color." And this is like an eight-year-old kid. He got that from somewhere. Yeah, he's yeah. gotten that. And, and, it's, and it's just like, fucking hell, man. Like, who are you hanging around? 
for this to be a thing. Yeah. And and then also, like, you know, you laugh at, like, when you're younger, when I was immature, still am to a degree, but kind of found my centre now. It's like, when you're younger as well, even with your, even with your friends, like, the jokes that you used to, walk past you know like the classic leading teams saying it's like the behavior you walk past is the behavior you accept yeah yeah. and like you'd 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 laugh along at jokes and so for instance when i went to boarding school i was one of two black kids at the boarding school about a thousand people there yeah i would laugh along at jokes because it was all like it was already hard to fit in yeah because i'm so clearly different so you're so clearly different and you're trying to fit in. And then on top of that, people are making, you know, kind of bigoted jokes that they don't realize are bigoted. And so you laugh to try to fit in, but that hurts mm. and like it scars you. And then you go, well, fuck me. Like basically I've been ignoring how I feel as opposed to trying to, yeah, ignoring how I feel to fit in as opposed to, so- what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like, again, it's, I think, but I don't know, but actually, no, I do think from this movement, is yeah. it a movement? It's a, from this. Yeah. No, 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 no. Cultural change. No, it's, oh, a, no, it's a movement. I don't know how to say it. Is it from this? I would, I would say what we've got right now is a cultural flashpoint. Cultural flashpoint. So it's a, yeah, it's a turning point. Flashpoint. We hope it's a turning point. Okay. I'm, I'm quite skeptical. Okay. Well, hopefully this turning point i think the one thing that now people can't get away with which i think infuriates indigenous people the most is when people say i had no idea and oh, that's man. that's probably the thing that like the it's shock? like we can't you know, know that you can't use that one anymore because i like i'm so scared sitting here because like i know i'm what chatting you with you of? no because i'm i'm scared because i'm sitting here thinking like i'm chatting with you and i'm like you know i i feel like i'm aboard this like i am but then there's points where i think fuck have i done something in the past that's but also, but also, you know what? Probably, yeah. And like, just just the same way as when I was fucking twelve, I used to say, I used to be like, oh, that's gay, and not, yeah, and, yeah, I know, yeah. and and then and then now you're like, fuck, that is such a shit thing to say, but everyone was saying it, and I didn't realize what it meant. But now you just go, well, fuck, you know what? Like, like saying that is wrong because what's wrong with it you know yeah it's 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 like it's like that kind of thinking and you're just like like i'm able to disassociate not disassociate but recognize where i've come from and then and then kind of grow through and and now fuck like i'd like i'd like to think i'm you know actively actively trying to help um no you you are man people people from from um, you know the L- the LGBTQIA movement because okay, yeah. of, because I'm like fuck like fucking oath they're people let's support them and mm. they need more support sa- and and it's the same thing and just because you might have fucked up in the past it doesn't mean you can't be a champion in the future oh of course and it's just it's more like that like you said the awareness and just the cultural appropriation of things like jokes just because they're funny do you like things like that doesn't mean it's funny. Exactly, and that's what I was saying before. It's like when I was a like when I was a kid, people would, and it's just fucked to say, but like people would say black jokes to try to like make 
like, oh, I get it. You know, it's like, yeah. and you're like, fuck me, man. Like, but then at, at, at the time you like fake a laugh. Mm. You go, oh yeah. 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 We do. Yeah. We do like petrol. Yeah. But, but then, you know, as, as someone goes, and you go, shut the fuck up, man. What the fuck is funny about that? Yeah. And then someone will just be like, oh, but. Nah, I feel I I, you know I, I, I know that you're skeptical on it, and as, again, it's more of your space and mine. But I feel as a white fella mm-hmm. that that's just not appropriate anymore. Do you like, want to know? Do you want to know a, um, a black fella term for white fella? What's that? Wajala. 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 So you're a wajala. Wajala and friends. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a Noongar word for um for our white fella. So Noongar people are from. The southwest of yes. WA. Yeah. Well, I th- Jack Martin's a Noongar. Jack Martin. Um, Buddy Franklin's a Wajak Noongar. Uh, fuck. There's a heap. The, the Hill Boys are Noongars. Chris, uh, Yaz? Was Yaz a... Yeah, Yaz is a Noongar. Yeah. yeah, fuck. A lot of boys there. And what you were saying before about doing your part about now, that probably transitions into the next point. Um, and I know we've gone for a long time, but there's just too much to go through. Um, yeah, is this too long? No, no, like never. Oh, I can just abridge. I can just like, no. Nah, people yes. can just tune out. Yes, but they won't because this is important. No. Because uh, Yokai, yes, Yokai Footy, Yokai Footy. Um, and we've probably skipped the main bit, but basically the transition from media that you're in now, like you're in ABS. You were the first Indigenous game caller at Triple M. Was it in? Was it? So, uh, so first Indigenous person to call which is commentate the play-by-play um, footy uh, on a commercial station. On a commercial station. So it wasn't just... Any. That's fucked. And that only happened like... Six months ago. Uh, maybe 12. Just under 12 months ago now. Yeah. Well done. Mate. You know the worst thing about it was... Like... I was so scared that I would fuck it up and put my people 10 years back. No, like, I, I, I wasn't worried for me. I yeah. was scared that, you know, like the, like the next amazing who will definitely be better than me caller comes through. No, you're breaking, you're, you're, you're paving that. You're paving, 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 paving. There's a V in there. Um, <laughs> paving. Um, but paving. yeah, no, no, it's like, I was just so worried. Like, it's funny, like I did a whole bunch of press and all that kind of shit in the week leading up. Um, you know, I'm my own publicist, so I did lots. Um, but as the week, like as it got closer to the end of the week, I was like, fuck, this is actually less about, like, like as much as this is about me, it's actually not about me. It's about the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. like this is about, you know, fucking showing those execs at, you know, all of the commercial channels that blackfellas can actually not just be the funny guy who mm. comes in yeah. or not just be, you know, the, the, the kind of comic relief. It's like, fuck, we can host, we can like, we can be the, be the anchor of a broadcast. Yeah. And um, so like, I felt, I felt a lot of that pressure, uh, but yeah. I mean, mate, you smashed it though. Oh, it was so fun! Like I was, like I kind of lost my shit. I was like 
saying kicks from milk and you know like <laughs> I was like, I was like oh fuck milky stuff from Rioli out of the middle like what what the fuck and you'd kind of look around and there's Rocket Eat and there's Duck and there's Howie and they're kind of like looking at you going milky what the fuck's this bloke on you know, <laughs> you know? but who gives a shit like and and that's the other thing it's like once it starts who gives a fuck but in the lead up I was like Jesus Christ like yeah you know that's you, huge you can you can adversely affect people and so Kelly Underwood now she's a, a quasi colleague in that she's a she she works at the ABC mm-hmm. um and she and I have had some really good chats and one of them's been around like, like so she was the first woman to call yes to call footy yeah on TV and commercial and we both said we went and grabbed a coffee earlier on in the week and we were like the fuck thing was we weren't even like we weren't worried worried about whether or not we could do it. Well, sorry, I wasn't worried about whether or not I could do it. She was worried because she got thrown in the deep end. But the thing we were worried about the most was fucking it up for everyone else. Mm. So I'm like, and see, that's the other thing. Like I don't know, and I'm desperate for them to be coming through. Like I want you know young indigenous commentators to be coming through because. I'd love to be there to be able to put my arms around them yeah. and show them how to, but I don't. I just don't know where they are. So if anyone's yeah. listening, fucking please, yeah, yeah, uh, put, it, put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. Yeah, at, hold that up at Dylan Friends. Yeah, yeah, fucking. If you're listening and you're a black fella or a white fella, mainly black fellas though. Um, also, if they want to. Oh well, well, if you want to kiss me. Um, <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the kiss me too. I, know, I don't know. I just like why? it. Why? Oh, why not? I love it. Fuck. <laughs> we got so earnest as well. Fuck. Can we talk me. about fun shit? Yeah. Uh, I know. No, no. We, we've covered it all, really. Like, that's basically. Well, we want Indigenous calls, yes. But talking about Yokai as well, where can we find that? Because NIT, NITV, yeah. which is yeah, part so of it's SBS, on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's on. It's on. I think. <laughs> and, the, and the AFL Yeah so it's on NITV um, Every Wednesday evening at 8pm yeah. And then it's on the AFL From 8pm But you can stream it at any time And the people behind the scenes They're doing an amazing job Like it's a Carla Hart um, production yep. She's um, she's a proud Noongar woman From WA She's a brilliant director um, Don Mays on the AFL side Nick Musgrove The writer Banger Hunt So and I was getting to the on air. I know. I just wanted to show you that I knew who yeah, else was yeah, on the show. It's in your notes, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bianca. But I have watching the show. It actually is Bianca. Cool. Bianca is a star yeah. and will just become an absolute. Yeah, she's going to be a superstar. And yeah. it's, it's, it's so great. Like, we're both at the start of our media careers. Um, but she's, like, just from an age point of view, younger. So. I just love watching how far she jumps each week. She's she's going to be amazing. That's unreal, man. Um, mate, it's been real. Yeah, fucking hell. Sorry to deep dive. No, no, no. Hey. We we love the roller coaster. I yeah, that say. that was a roller coaster. Hey? I love hitting all the marks in a show because I love. You haven't cried though, so I'm pissed off. I was about to. I. To be honest, I'm not even saying this. There was a few times there where I just hit me like the goosebumps a little bit. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And I don't mean that from an egotistic point of view because 
you know, I'm very egotistic, but like it's like when you're talking before about being a white fellow not getting it right, but then you talk about having goosebumps about the stuff that I'm talking about, and clearly that's the stuff that would have given you goosebumps. Yeah. All all that you have to do is turn those goosebumps into positive, like like action. So yeah. what can I do? Is it supporting an Aboriginal um, organization? Is it talking at something? Is it so? Yeah, that that gets me up more than and that's it's it's hard to say because a lot of like I think a lot of people can say like that they understand, but like I think I I I understand, but I don't have any fucking idea. Oh, 100%. It's like you've got empathy, but you don't have lived experience. Yes. Yeah. And I think like being in the AFL system as well, it, it does – Well, you, you are fast-tracked a little bit on that side of things. 100%. Well, because in the AFL um, industry, like we, we as in Indigenous uh, people, we make up I think 10% of the uh, industry, but we only make up 3% at, at best of the population. So yeah. we over-index hugely and then yeah. – but then, you know, we make up fucking 25% of the jails and, you know, like all yeah. those fuck stats. But it's like playing AFL was a place where I met blackfellas. I didn't know them before, it, mm. which is fucked. But anyway, no. loved, loved footy, but loving what's coming next. 100%, man. And you are onto good things. Um, like I said, I've learned <clears throat> a lot about that today. Uh, the Black Lives Matter back. <laughs> black Except Lives. how to say it. <laughs> Black Lives Matter turning point. Backgammon matters. <laughs> Backgammon matters turning point. All seriousness, because that's not a joke. We we no, are. Sorry, I'm taking. Oh, I can't there. joke. Yeah, I don't want. You can't joke. joke. You know what I mean, like you you're should. laughing, but I'm all right, all right. deadly serious about Three, this. Three, two, one. Black Lives Matters. Yes, it does. And to finish as well, I totally forgot this story, and I think it could be a bit of a eraser. We can't go for too much longer though, because we actually going to get kicked out here. First day at Collingwood, you had a running session. How do you know Dane Swan was next to me? I didn't. <laughs> go on. Go on. What's, what's, heard, what's the fucking question? I've heard that first day at Collingwood, there was an incident in a running session where you went really hard and maybe your body gave way. Oh, yeah, right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, it wasn't my first day. It was it was the first day back. Okay, been a big off season. Oh, I indulge yeah. in all the good stuff. Yeah, and first day back for any listeners who don't know. Um, Testing every session starts off with a time trial, and then and then you have your training session, and they and they fuck you up. So so it was like a it was like a fifteen k session, the time trial at the start, and then some running. So it was four hundreds. And I was always in the good group because I was a beast. Um, anyway, um, maybe halfway through the the fourth of the sixth, the fourth of the six four hundreds, the body starts to go. And I'm going, well, I can't, well, I can't, I can't let them know the kind of off season I've had. So I've got to stay up here. But I can feel last night's steak just slowly manoeuvring its way from the top of my small intestines <laughs> to, the, to the back end of my long intestines. <laughs> and anyway, and I'm like, no, nah, fuck, I can hold it. So, so this is fourth, this is fourth 400 of six. Fifth 400 of six. 
I don't even I don't even make it round the bend. <laughs> I just well, I'm stri I'm striding, I'm I'm like I'm striding and I'm tucking. I'm striding and I'm tucking. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've got a breach. <laughs> we've got a breach. <laughs> we've got a breach. And I just go, like the hand goes straight up. <laughs> and I just do this kind of like crib walk. <laughs> off the, and Bucks comes up and he goes, TA, mate, what happened? I'm like, Bucks, mate, I fucking shut myself <laughs> I'm walking Just like Hand in the air Like that It's fucked up Down there I don't think We could finish On doing that (laughs) Hey Dill Thanks so much Thank you so much For having me And To thank you For your time I don't have it on me But to thank you For your time (laughs) Of course It's We've partnered up With Tissot Huge Uh, They're great We love Tissot We love Tissot watches I've got one here as well So do I Oh. I don't actually. I don't actually. I've, 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 I've got a crappy Casio. Um, love you a Tissot, though. So, thank you for your time. You get a Tissot. It's a fantastic watch, and we will have the graphics of that flashing up. Um, thank you. Thank you. No, honestly, it's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. It has. And then, this isn't a, you know, you can come on whenever you like. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm always down. I can buy wine anytime. So. You've got to pay the way. Right. <laughs> but if you want to make it to the top. <laughs> Tony Armstrong. Thanks, Thank Dil. you. Thank you.